Entertainment capital of the world. It's the TC Martin Show. We are seeing a special performance in this first half tonight. The doctor operates here. Well, he has trouble with the spin. And the ball is free. It's picked up by Michigan State. Jalen wants Jackson. And he scores on the last play of the game. Unbelievable. It's time to get your daily prescription from the doctor, TC Martin. Hey, it was BYOG. Happy Monday to you, wherever you may be on this Martin Luther King holiday. And you know where we're at. We're at the Westgate Las Vegas inside the world-famous Superbook. It is a holiday. It is a special Monday matinee. That kind of rhymes. I like that. It is the NFL playoffs because the Buffalo Bills and the Pittsburgh Steelers game postponed from Saturday to Monday afternoon because of weather in Buffalo. And so we are live here at the Westgate Las Vegas. Basically, watching the games, having a great time while doing the show. So, normally our Friday home here at the Superbook, we are here today, as we tell you, you know, for important games, important days. And we were last year, you know, going back to the national championship game, going back a week ago last Monday. And here we are back again for the uh, NFL playoffs. And of course, the T.C. Martin Show broadcasting live. Marco D'Angelo, my tag team partner here on Mondays and Fridays, the bookend as I like to call him. He is here. Jay Cornegay will join us a little bit later on in the show. The vice president of the Superbook will get his thoughts on what happened on Saturday and Sunday in the NFL and a look ahead to the early lines that have uh, just been posted as of last night here at the Superbook as we get ready for the divisional round. And plus, we go live to Tampa Bay this hour as the Buccaneers and the Eagles will cap off the opening round here, the Super Wild Card Weekend. So T.J. Reeves will join us, the Buccaneers sideline reporter, and regular guest contributor to the show. So we'll go live to Tampa Bay, and I can guarantee you that the weather is a lot better in Tampa Bay than it is in Buffalo right now. But uh, glad to be here at the Westgate, our, our football home, our basketball home, uh, always uh, for the big game. So we are here with you today. Marco D'Angelo in the house. What is going on, my friend? Uh, just glad to be here, and uh, I can't wait till when we talk to Jay later. Did you happen to notice when he was walking through the sports book today, he had a little extra pep in his step, <laughs> uh, and I think that might have something to do with the result of the Dallas-Green Bay game because everybody that I've talked to, TC, that was one of the best outcomes uh, for the books, one single game. Because there was money line parlays, there were teasers, any which way you could do the Cowboys. And all I got to say, how about them Cowboys? <laughs> you act like you had the Packers or something. In this I game. didn't have that game, I but know. I enjoyed watching it. Yeah. I had fun watching it. But you knew that I had the Cowboys on, on, a, on a teaser. Uh, see, well, it, see I, you're I, rubbing it in there. No, and, and, and that was, was not my intention. Okay. I, that was not... I, and 14 nothing. we're going to be Buffalo after the extra point. Go, go, Buffalo. So be prepared because we will basically be doing a little bit of live play-by-play here. Uh, I know you can't help, help yourself, Marco, you know, with that as we're watching the game here in the uh, 
Huge screens, a 4K video wall here with the uh, Bills and the Steelers. But uh, as predicted, that uh, Buffalo would be ready to roll in this game. It's postseason football, and the Steelers without T.J. Watt, 1-10. in 10. We talked about that on the show here on Friday. But, uh, yes, uh, I thought, you know, Jay Cornegay's pep in his step had something to do with his uh, jogging suit. Uh, if you looked at that suit that he had on today, <laughs> I mean, I mean, he looked straight out of uh, the Sopranos. You know, when a lot of the guys would be, yep. you know, hanging out and in front of the store. He didn't have a gold chain. He didn't have a gold he chain. He needed a gold chain. But, you know, it looked like he was showing some chest hair, too. So <laughs> I'm going to mention that to him. But, yeah, I've never seen Jay Cordigay come to work in a sweatsuit before. I mean, he's, like, kind of, you know, taking over my role here. But, uh, you know, but you know, like you, I mean, you guys need some help with the dress attire. Uh, you guys, you guys need some help. You know, if you're going to wear the sweatsuits, you, you got to know how to do it. If you're going to – I'm not saying you need to be bougie and you need to – to have the swoosh like myself, but you just you gotta do a little bit better job. That's all I'm saying, and, I, and I'll tell him that when he comes. Uh, well, maybe yeah. maybe I won't. I, I, I think he does. He does have that power of the pen still, so I better be careful. Oh yeah, this is this is true. Yeah. You got to be careful there on that. But, okay. Uh, well, let, let me say this. Okay, so I'm here with Marco D'Angelo today. Now, everyone knows that Marco is a big Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Okay, he's a fan. Still kind of irritates me. He's not full fledged media, even though I treat him like he's media and you know <laughs> he does want to ask for you know press credentials to be part of the media but no he's he's really a handicapper that's his business but he's a fan too and it's i have problems you know with people definitely who are media that are fans and i'm having problems with handicappers that are fans because remember the old adage who's your favorite team the last team that covered for me that should be your motto but you are too much of a fan. No, 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 no. Oh, my tickets have Buffalo. Okay. I'm getting there. Okay. I'm getting okay. there. Okay, I'm glad you said that. Okay. Okay. Now, here we go. Marco and I have so much in common, and he's talked about this on the show, just the quirkiness that we have with, with the way we do things <laughs> and wager, handicapping styles, food selections, all of that kind of stuff. A lot of quirky weirdness, I got to say. I mean, we're, we're not from the same cloth, but we kind of are. Except there's one major difference. <laughs> you just said 10 seconds ago, you have who today? I have Buffalo. He has Buffalo. It was one of my best bets. It's on. one of his best bets, yeah. as he delivered on the show on Friday. Yeah. What do you think Marco D'Angelo is wearing? A Pittsburgh Steelers sweatshirt today. What are you doing? This is the difference between you and I. The major difference. We both love wearing the teams of teams that we're rooting for, betting on specifically. I have an array of college sweatshirts, t-shirts, all of that stuff, and you do too. You probably have more pro stuff because I'm not into the whole, you know, the pro pro thing. You know, my thing with college is I've been on that university campus. I want to get a sweatshirt and I wear them when I bet on them or I have action or in celebration mode after they've cashed a ticket for me. You have the Buffalo Bills. You have a Buffalo Bills sweatshirt. I've seen it. You've worn it. We posted it on the website. You've made fun of it. I've made fun of it. I've made fun of your giants. Okay. That was a little more rattier. Okay. What are you doing? You have the bills. It's your best bet. Why in the world would you be wearing the shirt that you bet against? 
in my heart, the Steelers are still my team. And even though I've got money on Buffalo, you know, I, I want to represent. And, you know, I'm going to turn around. I'm going to flash you right now, okay? I'm going to flash no, you. No, 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 don't, don't do it. He's, he's lifting up his shirt. And, that is not chest hair. He's got an eagle shirt underneath. Yeah. I'm now, ready, if you had Buffalo, the, that no, would be no. something. That, you're like Double B. Double B when, when, the, when the Golden Knights are playing the Winnipeg Jets. That's what he does. Yeah. Okay, so you're ready for the nightcap. I'm ready for the nightcap. Unbelievable. You still haven't answered my question. If somehow Pittsburgh would win, then I would be happy as a fan, and I would just tear wait, my wait, ticket wait, no, up. No, why would you be happy as a fan if you you bet money? And I know your tickets are not the garden variety, you know, uh, pizza tickets, <laughs> all right? Exactly. You, you would not be happy. I know you had the Detroit Lions last night. You were not happy, right? No, and I had a Lions sweat, you know, hoodie on last night. You had a Lions hoodie on, exactly. Yeah, Why did. didn't you have a Rams hoodie on? Oh, that way, you know? Just because it's the fan in you. You can't get rid of the fan. I was a fan of the Lions for a couple reasons. Uh, one, first and foremost, yes, I bet them yesterday, and I – I had a rather large bet on the Lions yesterday, all right, full disclosure. Uh, my business partner uh, is from Detroit. He's a longtime uh, Lions fan, and he has suffered through a lot, and I've given him a lot of grief over the years at the uh, mediocre Lions. Right. What was it, like 32 years since they won a playoff game? And you know, and he actually told me, <laughs> somebody had posted on Twitter, this is actually pretty funny, he said this is the first time that any Detroit Lion fan could text a buddy congratulating right. that they that they won a because we didn't have texting yeah so you think about that but here's the thing you know get back I, to Pittsburgh and Buffalo no please. I want to say one last thing about Detroit and I said it last week when we talked about it on the show I really was rooting for Jared Goff. I wanted to see Jared Goff do well in, in that game, you know, because everybody talked Matthew Stafford coming back and everything. Um, give Dan Campbell credit. Uh, you know, I don't know what happened in the second half that they couldn't score, but they came out throwing haymakers yesterday. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Okay, we're, okay. we're not off of your wardrobe and your attire. Still, I mean, this. I knew you had Buffalo, and I – kind of expected you to wear the buffalo garb because this is what you do this is what i do okay i get that but when you win against the steelers just because you're a so-called fan i mean no one is is going to uh you know give you a knock you know your friends family public whatever <laughs> you know you're wearing a steeler jersey when you know they're going to get drill pressed today aren't you embarrassing people are going to be walking by they already are at the west gate they're going oh there there you go loser what a loser and then what do you say yeah and, and mark goes, i got buffalo you should have seen it so when buffalo scored the first touchdown today this crowd erupted and marco's going yeah and then the people are looking at you you got the Steelers shirt on. You're a Steeler fan. I've done this how many times this year? I, on Sundays, I you know I went against the Steelers a bunch this year, and I still went to my local. It doesn't make sense if you, but you may not. Ha Here's the thing: you may not have a shirt of the opponent because you don't have Everything, 32. No. You yeah. don't. I know you have a Buffalo shirt, yeah. and I know if Buffalo is playing anybody else, you would have the Buffalo shirt on. I would. You got to. Pretty decent wager on Buffalo. I can, I'm sure of that. And you're wearing the Steelers, who you bet against, and they have no shot. And you're getting ridiculed for okay. it. 
you've heard of hedge betting. You know, hedge. This is an emotional <laughs> hedge. Okay, I am going to be happy no matter what happens today. I am going to be cashing tickets with Buffalo, or if Steelers pull an upset, I will you know be celebrating as the fan in okay, me. Let me. Why couldn't you just wear the Buffalo shirt today? This is what I. Why not just wear that? The Steel thing can stay in the closet. Why do you got to wear it? This will be the last time I get to wear it yeah. this football season. Okay, let me enjoy the moment. You can wear it uh, like the middle of February when yeah. everything's all said and done. Yeah. Come on, man. Come on. You know I'm right. Yeah. I really thought you were going to make fun as I went with the old school. The you know no, the, no. that I look like Big Bird. You know, no, with, no, with, no, with no, a headphone no, no. set of headphones. Yeah, yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> that was classic. It's a classic picture, no doubt. But I'm just saying, you bet Buffalo. You called Buffalo. It's one of your best bets. You got a Buffalo shirt. You wear the Buffalo shirt because you are not rooting for Pittsburgh. You are rooting for Buffalo. I am sitting here doing a radio show, yeah. <laughs> you which go. you should be more concerned. See, I bet Buffalo, in, I'm a Steeler fan, my concern is if, like, if this game was close yeah. and Pittsburgh had a chance to win the game, and, you know, then I got to decide between my bet in, in Pittsburgh actually doing, you know, I was more worried for you doing a live show. This is the first time that we've ever done a live show during a Steeler game. During a Steeler game, correct. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, being that, you know, I'm not officially, you know, like a, an employee of the station or of the show yeah. and stuff, you know, I'm a freelancer. You know, if I would accidentally you know, have an FCC violation. You know, that's on you, buddy. <laughs> so, you know, that's if Numchuck better be, you know, back there with the, you know, the the bleep button there. I don't think we need to worry about it because Buffalo's up fourteen no, okay. nothing right now, and the, um, we're, we're good. We're good. Yeah, yeah, we're good. The closest we ever came was like within an hour. That one, that one year we did live. <laughs> The New Year's Day bowl games yes, here. Yes, you, you talked me into coming down here last year. Yeah, yeah, and it was it was like an, just an hour after mm, yeah that game they covered for 50, yep. 59. That was a bad beat for you. Yeah, fifty nine minutes and thirty some seconds yeah. till the, the pick six at the end. Yeah, how about Pittsburgh's possession so far today? Punt, punt, fumble, punt. Yeah, and you notice the field position keeps going back further. Yeah. Oh, big big completion for the Steelers to the forty. You know, and and they fumbled, and Buffalo has it. There you go. Hey, you turned your head. You didn't see that yeah. part. You're getting all excited there. Now, Chuck, get ready. Beep. No, <laughs> no you got That's Buffalo. Awesome. So you're yeah, fine. Right. You have Buffalo. You're fine. They're debating this. Okay. Uh, yeah, technically, we're not supposed to be. That is so. You know, that's an NFL regulation. You're not supposed to do play by play. So. Technically, after the play is over, you can kind of comment on it. But so, what if we're streaming and we're we're like fifteen seconds behind? We're okay then. We're right? okay then. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Okay. Which could be. Yeah. But as we know, audio is always ahead of video. Yeah. So who knows what the deal is? But the, yeah, Buffalo has the fumble. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, you're all like, oh, look at Mason Rudolph completely. Yeah. yeah, take your Mason Rudolph uh, cupcakes, buddy, yeah. and uh, put those away till next year. If I would have had a Mason Rudolph shirt, which I don't know if there's really any in existence, or not. And, and yeah. why would anyone want one? Oh, yeah, I would have wore it, but no. And I and I have a Kenny Pickett in the in oh my, my closet, God. and oh it's staying God. and it's staying there yeah. right now until yeah. maybe next. Put year. that up for your yard sale, spring. <laughs> Fifty cents. How's that? Wait, I could I, I could have I could have went old school. I could have wore Big Ben. I could have wore Troy Polamalu. Yeah, or I could have went vintage. Yeah. 
in one Franco Harris. Instead, you wear what? Big Bird. Big Bird. Yeah. <laughs> it's all yellow today. <laughs> and again, I'm not going to crack on that. There's no swoosh. There's no that. I don't know where that thing was made at. I don't know where you got this it from N- some it's flea an market. NFL licensed uh, hoodie. I do not see an NFL logo anywhere. Remember that. If it's NFL licensed, they're going to they're gonna have the logo, the NFL, that red, white, blue thing yeah. with the three letters on it. It's going to be somewhere. You see it anywhere? You, you want to search for it? <laughs> <laughs> Just don't take off your shirt again, even though. So you do. You got an Eagles shirt on underneath. I do. All right. So we know you have the Eagles. That's confirmed. A full disclosure, I have oh, a large play on the Eagles, and I have a smaller play oh, live with a teaser on Tampa, working a, trying to work a middle. This is my professional handicapper that I expose our worldwide audience to. I did When I did my show uh, last week, and I said how I was going to attack the Philadelphia game, I said I'm going to have teasers to Tampa to be sitting Monday night with plus 8.5, plus 9 no, that's Tampa. Sm- that's smart. That's like a hedge bet. Yeah, and then I'm going to – and I said – when I come back on mon- on su- on Monday, when I actually like Philadelphia, like I do, I'm going to come over the top of that bet, and you know have a larger bet on Philadelphia. And if the game does fall anywhere between three and eight points, I'm going to make a major score with hitting both sides of it. No, that's smart play, actually. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right. Still don't care for the sweatshirt selection today, or the color, or the. Model number. What what people don't understand. Model number. Yeah, is how much of a. I mean, it's like how how much of a diva princess you are with your wardrobe. Okay, diva princess. I just like to feel good and look good. No, you you have to have that confirmation of you got the swoosh. (laughs) Do Do you know the story behind me and the swoosh? Because there's a story behind. It's not that you know. It's not that you're bougie. No. But you are. I, I, I had a contract with Nike back in the day. All right. So I had closet full of of clothing that was given to me courtesy of Nike. Is given the same as Compt? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I had the Nike card. If I wanted to go buy some stuff myself, then they would gift me stuff and this and that. So um, and part of the deal was I could not wear a competing brand. So I was coaching back in those days and everything. So I, ha- I had a deal. I you had an, a, a, I con- an IL back in the day. Yeah, before right, there was. Right. Well, <laughs> I, con- I conducted Nike camps for them, basketball camps. And then so all of that. St- yeah. So I did that for years and years and years. And I really enjoyed Nike. And, yes, I enjoyed the complimentary, you know, and discounts of, of clothing and shoes. So I, I stuck with Nike and I like it. It's it's good. It's comfortable. But that's I had a history for that before. I would wear, you know, everything almost like you, except not rummage sale material. But <laughs> so not that I'm bougie. All right. But to the point of the matter is, I bet Buffalo today. What color am I wearing? I got my blue on. I got blue because Buffalo's blue. I don't have a Bills, you know, sweatshirt or anything. Plain blue with with your swoosh. Yes, that's it. Very comfortable. Yeah, yeah. I'm happy for you. All right. Very comfortable. And you're comfortable as well, too. I'm quite comfortable. There's one difference, though. People are walking by our booth here at the Westgate, and they're handing you dollar bills right now because the way you look. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not because you're topless. It's not those kind of tips, ladies and gentlemen. Oh. You love doing the show, don't you? 
Yeah. Why, why did I sign up for this? <laughs> it's holiday, too. It helps your handicap. Is it time and a half or a couple times? <laughs> the, that, that's a good question. Well, let's, let's go ask our uh, our live on-the-spot reporter back in front of his time clock back in the studio, Numchuck. I don't know. Are you getting paid double time today, Numchuck, or no. time and a half? How's that work? I'm getting paid normal time. You're getting, you're getting normal. normal day. <laughs> Okay. So am I. All right. I didn't know if you wanted to say something, Numchuck. I, I think you wanted to say something earlier. I did. So we were ranting, you guys were ranting. talking about the cupcakes. Yes. What is this I'm looking at? You eating a bag of potato chips. <laughs> oh, there's some story time there. Okay. Oh, oh. So we have a, a, a regular. Uh, we call him uh, Maui Jim. Why? I have no idea. Uh, he, he says his name is Maui or I don't know, nickname we gave him or gave himself. I don't know. We, I just know him as Maui. And he's always bringing us gifts. So you'll love this story. So about a year ago, he comes and brings me this uh, robe. It was like from the uh, Tokyo Olympic Games. And it, it, and it was like, oh, okay, that's pretty nice. I don't know what the hell I'm going to do with it, but it's still in my closet. So he brings us gifts. He's the guy that we've talked about on the show. Maui Jim's a great guy. Goes to Arizona and brings us uh, the lottery tickets, which we've never cashed one, right? Nope. Yeah. Okay. So today he brings Marco a gift, and in there is the same Japanese Tokyo U.S. Olympic robe that he gave me last year. Yes, he must have excess. <laughs> and he gives that to Marco. And what he brought me was a bag, and it was a huge bag of Trader Joe Ridge Cup potato chips. So he knows that I'm a foodie. He knows that I'm, I'm talking. So I said, great, we got to take a picture of this. So that's what you, you saw. Now, so you, that was a gift from Maui Jim. You are the living saint. You've heard the saying before, you're all that and a bag, bag of chips. <laughs> Full disclosure, I know he's rolling around here right now and the PA's not on. These chips aren't all that. You know, I was going to just ask you to rate them. Uh, these I don't think you like the thick okay. cut. They're, they're the no, thick I, cut. I'm they're, actually they're, okay because, you know, like the thick cut, the lay, the wavy lays, mm-hmm. I, I'm down for that. Okay. And uh, over the weekend, I went all ruffles. They're thinner. I like that. So here we go. Ruffles have here, ridges. Here's the live taste test. I'm here we here. go. Let's do this. You can hear the bag there? All right, here Ooh. we go. Um, hey, these are not. Uh, go. This is great radio. <laughs> I'm trying so to make these noises. are salt and pepper ones too. The flavor's pretty good. Oh, Marco, what did I tell him right when he gave me? What's the first thing I, I did? What did I look at? What, yeah, because you are a snob. Uh, you, you hold you on. Looked at, you what? looked at the expiration date. You got that? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I did. Hey, Scott. Uh, six thirteen twenty four. So I I commended Maui Jim. He looked at me like I had three heads. Like, what, what are you talking about? I go, yeah, these these are. He goes, I go six thirteen. I go, that's June thirteenth. That's really good. And he goes, is that a good thing? Yeah. He goes, does that mean they're fresh? I go, yeah. I was worried we're, it was twenty three when we're, you said six. Oh, right. That's why I thought when you said I've never June. had Trader Joe's a ridge cut, but they're good. But I thought they would be larger. So. You know they're they're kind of small and maybe they're all kind of crumpled up. I'm not a fan of that. Are you but a salt and pepper guy? Bag. What's that? Are you a salt and pepper chip guy? Never had salt and pepper chip. They're not bad. They're not bad. I, uh, six and a half. Not bad. I'll yeah, give you, not I'll, bad. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Even though I think the Pepsi might be the uh, highlight. You know it. our our first segment's about as exciting as the Steelers' offense so far. Exactly. <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> 
We'll uh, we will get to uh, the tonight's game. T.J. Reeves will be joining us uh, shortly here. We will recap the uh, card from Saturday and Sunday. We'll talk about uh, the betting winners. We'll talk about the uh, disappointments and uh, run all that uh, to you today. And then also we do have the early lines for the divisional round games. And, again, very strange that we have a Monday afternoon game. That's because this Pittsburgh Steeler-Buffalo Bills game was postponed due to the inclement weather. Uh, I'm enjoying this. You know, I was really bummed that we didn't get that Saturday morning or Sunday morning game because this was scheduled for Sunday morning. But it did uh, free up my church schedule. So instead of getting up early or having to go Saturday because a good Catholic that you know that I am, Marco. Yeah. So I got to go at 10 o'clock. And then I was, like, waiting around for the one thirty games yesterday. So I said, okay, let's get I on. went to breakfast. So I said, <laughs> the breakfast was good, huh? Yeah. Yeah, you, you did the breakfast. I did the breakfast, too. Yeah. I, it was good. I, I rarely have a, a breakfast at home. But anyway, so this is a little bit different. And then we got the Monday night game tonight between the Eagles and uh, the Bucks, which is still a little strange. So this whole schedule is kind of kind of weird. And then when you look at next weekend's schedule for the divisional round, we've got the two games on Saturday, one thirty and 5. But I didn't realize that we now go to 12 noon and 3.30 for the games on Sunday. So no 10 o'clock in the morning games again. No. It's always been that way for the, the second games on Sunday. They, they push yeah. the start back. Yeah, yeah. For the- but I guess I was confused because we usually have a traditional uh, soiree, uh, a, a gathering on, I thought it was this round. The NFL's messed all up since they did the, the one um, – you know, the one buy only, whatever. And we would always have the morning game, I thought. Yeah, 10 o'clock and then one thirty. some, you know. I don't know. I, I'm confused. But anyway, yeah, this is a unusual, but doing the show live while the game is going on. And, yes, eating some potato chips and uh, having some uh, some great beverages here at the Westgate at Las Vegas inside the Superbook. So that is the show today. Jay Cornegay will join us a little bit later on. Again, we'll uh, talk about what – took place over the weekend a look ahead to the divisional round when we come back we are going to go live to tampa bay and get an update from tj reeves the bucks sideline reporter and uh, try to diagnose a winner tonight between two teams that are going in opposite directions that's the bucks and the eagles we got that coming up next we are live at the westgate here on this matinee holiday martin luther king monday inside the Superbook. The Sacramento Sports Hall of Fame induction celebration is back Sunday, February 4th at the brand new venue at Thunder Valley Casino Resort. Join us as we induct the class of 2024. NBA champion Matt Barnes, all-star James Donaldson, Major League Baseball's Nick Johnson and Leon Lee, and world champion triathlete Jamie Whitmore. Get your tickets now at Ticketmaster.com. For all info, go to SacSportsHOF.com. Hi, this is Dusty Baker, proud member of the Sacramento Sports Hall of Fame. You have to be there to see at Thunder Valley Casino. Hello, I'm Stephanie. I'm from Germany. Yip, yeah, yo, Schweinebacke. When I'm in America, I'm listening to TC Martin Show. We are live here at the Westgate Las Vegas inside the Superbook on this Monday NFL playoff weekend, the opening round. Buffalo and Pittsburgh right now. And then uh, tonight, Tampa Bay taking on the Philadelphia Eagles. We've got all that to talk about, plus more. Jay Cornegay will join us. The fine vice president of the Superbook here at the Westgate Las Vegas. He'll join us next hour. So make sure you hang tight for that. 
And uh, we will continue uh, breaking it down for you and keeping you updated on uh, the Bills and Steelers if you're listening to the show live. And, of course, if you miss any part of the show, go to the website. Check everything out uh, at tcmartinshow.com. Best bets up on the website. Two and one for yours truly, Marco, after winning the first two games on Sunday. But that, that Dallas game, that got me. Uh, and uh, I was I was leaning towards Buffalo of putting them on the best bets. But... Didn't do it, but uh, I'll take two and one for best bets. I got Buffalo here. Uh, obviously, a uh, big play, as I said. I had the Lions last night. Mm. Really thought that they were going to get the job done. And if you watch the first half. I mean, you talk about a difference of two halves. You know, I would, if you told me the Lions were only going to score three points in the second half yeah. after they marched up and down the field. Yeah. And Dan Campbell, you know, Great, great play calling from him for the game. They didn't play conservative, and he put the hands, you know, the ball in his quarterback's hands at the end of the game, where a lot of coaches would have run the football in that spot. And the thing about it is, uh, you got nine points scored in that game. That you got uh, that uh, nine points scored. If you had the over, you're just thinking, okay, I'm on easy street. It was twenty-one seventeen at the half. Yeah. And then both teams turn it off. But, yeah, the Lions' offense definitely went away. So the Lions get, uh, Lions get the job done. They get victorious. And they will get the winner of uh, the game tonight between Philadelphia and Tampa Bay. And speaking of which, let's go out to Tampa oh, Bay, me. Raymond James Stadium, and talk to our good friend T.J. Reeves, the sideline oh, reporter God. for the Bucks, And uh, he is ready to go to work tonight. Appreciate T.J. taking some time. Getting ready for this, uh, the final playoff game of the opening weekend. TJ, what's going on, brother? Always good to be with the doctor. Initials, brother. How you feeling? Uh, we're good. I'll tell you what, uh, you got to be feeling good, and you have to be happy that uh, you are in Tampa Bay, I believe, kickoff temperature, which is a couple hours away for you, uh, 50, what, 7 degrees, and you're not in Buffalo, current temperature 18. And nor were we in Kansas City at minus 28 with the wind chill. No thank you for the Buck sideline guy. Uh, yeah, we're all good. Sarah Walsh uh, from Fox and the NFL Network standing here next to me approves of that as well. Yes. Because she's about to be down on the field doing pregame. You'll see her later. Uh, so we're all good here, my friend. And uh, the, the Buccaneers are ready for this tonight. They have earned this. They have gotten their home game and against a, an Eagle team that I think we keep talking about is damaged goods, damaged goods physically and psychologically for this one tonight. So we'll see what this looks like coming up here in a little while. Yeah, two teams really going in opposite directions here. Uh, when you look at the Eagles, they've lost five of the last six games. This team started the season 10-1. and one. Uh, Only one of those victories against the Bucks that happened in Tampa Bay that, that you worked in week number three was all – it was all Eagles winning that game 25-11. to 11. But as of late, uh, the offense has gone uh, awry. The defense hasn't been able to stop anybody. And then on the flip side, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, as you well know, my friend, they've been playing some very good football winners of four of their last five games. How are the Buccaneers feeling uh, going into this game and having uh, to be able to host this game? Las Vegas Radio. Well, there's confidence here. By the way, Sal Palantonio of ESPN says hello. How you doing, Sal? Uh, Sal <laughs> Pal is in the house. That's what's going on. So the confidence level is high right now for this Buccaneer team. And one of the big common denominators has been taking care of the football while taking it away. They have been plus all year long 
in the turnover margin, and it has been to their benefit. It's how they beat the Packers uh, earlier in the year with the two takeaways in that game, and then obviously um, very huge, the takeaways in the Carolina game that was ugly, yes, but, I mean, the, the, two, key, the two key plays uh, probably in that game were, uh, were takeaways. Antoine Winfield knocking the ball out from D.J. Chark at the goal line, amazing season for him. They got another takeaway later on in that game, didn't give it away. So it's one of those tonight that if they do what they've been doing in the formula, which is play smart, play smart from a turnover standpoint, from a penalty standpoint, don't help the Eagles out. They should be in great shape in this one. And that's that's one of the unsung things uh, that Baker Mayfield has done well. He has not been spectacular all season. He's been good, but he hasn't been killing them with interceptions, with, with fumbles lost, those kind of things. So if he plays clean, if they play clean, they've got a great opportunity, Doctor. Speaking of Mayfield, he has been better than Jalen Hurts when you when you look at it. He will play, both of these quarterbacks will play tonight, but give us an update, TJ, about the injury report with Mayfield because we know that he is not nowhere near 100% here, and there he was listed as questionable during a majority of this week leading up to the game tonight. How is he, and do you think he will be hampered at all? I did hear the screaming in the background. Of course, that's for the doctor doing the live broadcast, or maybe it's the Josh Allen touchdown. Run. It's uh, as we say season. here, as we hear say season. here, go go Buffalo! Since uh, we <laughs> do have a, we are in a sports book, my friend. So we and Mark and I are high fiving as well to it while we're eating the potato chips because we that's have tickets on the Buffalo Bills. Back to the health of Baker Mayfield. You were not going to keep him out of this game uh, except with like armed forces and a tank. He's going to play. Uh, he practiced fully. Back on uh, on Friday, and then in the in the Saturday walkthrough, uh, yes, the ribs are bruised; they're not broken. The ankle is not great, but he got an extra day to prepare with that. Uh, he still made a gutsy play in the fourth quarter of the Carolina game, even with the bad ribs and the bad ankle, where he scrambled for about a, a seven or eight yard gain on a key third down to keep the ball, get one more field goal, and push the lead beyond a touchdown. So this guy's a gamer, and uh, and again, he has been a a tremendous reason why they've won managing the game getting them in the right play not making the key mistakes and then he realizes at times too oh i've got mike evans and chris godwin and they're pretty good let's find them down the field and make some big plays and let's see if that happens especially early in this game tonight in the rematch with the eagles talk about a little uh, let's talk a little bit about tampa bay running the football we know they have not been good at that dead last in the nfl 32nd and you go back to that first meeting, I know that it was a long time ago, back to week three, but they only had 41 yards against the Eagles in that first meeting. How concerned are you about where this running game is right now, and why is it, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, just so non-existent? I think non-existent is the right word. They haven't emphasized it as much. Now, they ran it better the second half of the year, but it's kind of like being on the floor. You don't have one way but to go, and that's up. So they, they ran it better, especially down the stretch of the season. But this is not a team that's even built, really, to line up and try to run the ball 25 times and get 125 or 150 yards. If they do something like that, it's a bonus. And plus, you've got a, a physical... Uh, Philadelphia team here that you're not going to try to do that as much against. You're going to you're going to probably look to use things like screen passes, receiver screens, get Rashad White in space. That was another key down the stretch of the season. They kept finding him as a receiver uh, out of the backfield with a lot of success. Uh, and, and I know a lot of people are making uh, 
a bunch about the week three game with Philadelphia, and the Bucks were still trying to figure some things out with a first-year offensive coordinator, and Rashad White was not much factor in this game uh, back in week three. I think he will be a much bigger factor tonight, including catching the football out of the backfield. So I, I don't suspect it will be any different tonight with the Buccaneers having tons of success running the ball. It's going to be more about run it here and there, key second and short, key third and short, get the first down, and use the pass game to set things up as, uh, as the rest of the game unfolds, especially the pass game early to Evans and Goblin. And, you know, TJ, we talk about that game in week three. Like I said, it was a long time ago, and I don't know how much, you, you know, the either side can really take from this game. Now, we know this is a game of matchups, and, you know, matchups seem to favor the Eagles in all sense, and that was on display in week three. But, I mean, how much of this do you think that you can actually apply since the Eagles are nowhere near the same team? They're not playing at that level. You minus A.J. Brown out of this, who was phenomenal in that game. Heck, A.J. Brown had well over 100 yards uh, in that contest against the Bucks, And like I said, the Bucks are riding the mojo here. So how much do you believe that that game does not apply at all, even though we're going to see a lot of the same personnel and a lot of the same matchups? Well, one thing they did very well in that opening game is they ran it, and they ran it right away with uh, DeAndre Swift um, and, and the, the physical offensive line. They ended up running it 40 times for over 200 yards, and they grinded the clock big time in the second half. As you mentioned, probably the biggest factor uh, for the Eagles is A.J. Brown not in this game because he was a big factor that night in, in the Week 3 game, and he's been a big factor all year long. He's a 1,400-yard receiver, so he's not there. There are still question marks about Jalen Hurts' middle finger. We won't tell any middle finger jokes on the doctor's show here. And until we see this in the game, I don't know what the truth is, because they showed some practice video of him throwing the ball around, but a dislocated finger on your throwing hand where you're trying to grip the ball, not, not great. And let's see what he looks like uh, and how apprehensive he is maybe to air it out downfield because he knows he can't get the same zip on the ball. Do they, do they from a game plan standpoint, rein it in a little bit and throw a lot shorter and intermediate stuff as opposed to trying to air it out because I know they don't have a quarterback that can do that uh, tonight in the game. A couple of other factors, too. The Buccaneers' defensive line is different in this game. Kalijah Cansey, the number one pick out of Pitt, the former ACC Defensive Player of the Year, he didn't play in that Week 3 game because of a calf injury. Likewise, Yaya Diaby, another great name, pass rusher out of Louisville that they got in the mid-rounds. These are two rookies. He wasn't playing that much at the beginning of the year. He's come on. He ended up leading the NFL among rookies with seven and a half sacks. So Diaby and Cansey, number 94 and number zero, should be a factor up front for the Bucks against the Eagles with whatever they're trying to do. All right. T.J. Reeves joins us live from Tampa Bay, getting ready for tonight's playoff game between the Eagles and the Buccaneers. You mentioned Jalen Hurts. Obviously, that is a key storyline here. This will be the first time Jalen Hurts wears a glove on his throwing hand, first time in his career. And so Nick Sirianni had said a couple days ago that, hey, he was actually zipping around pretty good in practice. We don't know if that's coach speak or whatever. Yeah, but so what very, he, what, right, what is he supposed to say? Exactly. So that's why that's what I'm getting yeah, to exactly. is, like, with you, it would be a, a really uh, – you know, curious to see your take on what Jalen looks like in the pregame warm-up here when he comes out. Like you said, that with that that injury to that finger on his throwing hand, you know, in the biggest game of the year, and then you know, for him to be able to 
to to throw the ball successfully. I'm just wondering how much tr- uh, trouble he is going to have with that. So you'll probably get a, a very good gauge on that uh, when you watch him. You know, um, you know, during the pregame here. But um, yeah, it'll, that that is obviously a, a big storyline here. So TC Martin, Marco D'Angelo in the house here at the Westgate Las Vegas. TJ, my concern with Tampa is in. I'm a fan of Baker. I thought that he didn't get, you know, enough credit in Cleveland. I thought he got a bad deal there. You, you think about all the different head coaches he had or offensive coordinators, year, you know, so many years in a row. But I look at the last two games, you guys scored 13 and 9 points. That's a concern for me. I know all of the problems that Philadelphia's had, and when we break the game down later, and I talked about it Friday with Philadelphia, you know, they had that five-week stretch where it was just a murderous schedule for them uh, playing all the best teams in the NFL, and I think that took its toll along with the injuries. But if you're a Tampa Bay fan, are we seeing a little bit of the old Baker coming back here as we get closer to crunch time in playoffs? Because Let's face it, you know, he's not a rookie. You bring up a good point, Marco. Uh, The interceptions in the New Orleans game is what broke him a couple of times. He threw, underthrew Trey Palmer on a long ball in the first half in a 7-0 game that ends up being an interception. And that was costly, as it turns out, because it could have changed the tenor of that game. So that's that's one of the games here as of late where the team couldn't score. But if you back up to a few games ago, this team goes to Atlanta and in a must-win game and puts 29 points on the board against the Falcons and wins the game. They then go the next week to Lambeau. The doctor's all familiar. Uh, and they put 34 points on the board in that game. They come back home with Jacksonville, who's in the playoff chase, and put 30 points on the board. And a lot of that largely, again, was just the offense, not just short field, defensive scores, those kind of things. So they were in rhythm. And then the Saints, for whatever reason, have been their nemesis and, and slowed them down. And, again, it was a weird final game with Carolina where they were playing field position, field goals, uh, especially in the fourth quarter of the game where they maybe could have gotten a touchdown, you know, pushed across for a 13 nothing lead or whatever, but they were playing field position and field goals at the end of that game. I would be shocked tonight if you don't see the Buccaneers put a couple of touchdowns on the board even in the first half of this game against Philadelphia. They're that explosive. They have that many weapons, and they're a different team. They're a different team down the stretch of the season. I would feel less confident if this was the Saints who for whatever reason have done well against this team. This is not the Saints. This is a psychologically damaged Philadelphia team that couldn't stop Arizona, that couldn't stop Tyrod Taylor and the Giants the last two weeks. Let's see if they can do anything with the Bucks tonight. All right, T.J. Reeves joins us from Raymond James Stadium, site of tonight's uh, final game of the opening round here in the playoffs. Tampa Bay hosting the Philadelphia Eagles, the battle of the four and five seeds. T.J., before we let you go, final thing here, give us uh, your keys to the game. Well, I think ultimately what I said to you earlier about uh, take care of the football, don't help the Eagles out here in this one. And you're going to be sky high emotionally because you're at home. And uh, I, I think that the Buccaneers play is the more loose team. I mean, all the talk right now in Philadelphia, and I'm sure it'll be a buzz down here, is if the Eagles look awful tonight, as crazy as it sounds, Nick Sirianni will apparently go from leading in the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl uh, about 50 weeks ago to potentially being fired if they look bad tonight. And don't think for a second that if the Eagles uh, don't start poorly, that it's not going to snowball in this situation. So it's going to be fascinating. It's going to be fascinating to watch all of this unfold uh, tonight. And by the way, they're test-firing the cannons 
here tonight. Let's see if that's the first of several times that the cannons go off with the Buccaneers scoring points, getting touchdowns, et cetera, much more tonight. But, I, you know, I think the Bucs are going to enjoy this. Again, this was a season where a lot of people wrote them off. $72 million in dead cap money, not able to go spend on free agents. A lot of people thought three, four wins around the country, pundits. Uh, anything but that. A nine-win season, a home playoff game tonight. Let's see if they take advantage, Doctor. Any truth to the rumor there that uh, Bill Belichick has been going back uh, from Dallas yesterday to uh, to Tampa there uh, on the uh, looking at that Eagle sideline that uh, <laughs> that could be one of his two next employers? <laughs> yeah, Belichick lurking everywhere right now. Uh, I'll believe it when I see it that he coaches somewhere else. Let's see. Let's see what happens with that. I'll believe the Dallas thing when I see it. I know he hired Parcells at one point, Jerry Jones, but let's see. Let's see what all uh, unfolded. If anything uh, that yesterday taught us with that Green Bay game, don't take anything for granted because the Cowboys just got absolutely rolled, as you know, in that game. I think we're in for a good one tonight. And let's see. I mean, the Bucks have a lot of great history against the Eagles, including closing down Veterans Stadium. Rondé Barber will be in the house tonight. He closed down Veterans Stadium with a 92-yard interception return in the NFC title game to go to the Super Bowl. So let's see if some of that mojo works tonight, Doctor. Always good to be with you. You got it, brother. Take care. Have a great call tonight, and we'll talk to you soon. See you, boys. Marco, make sure he behaves the rest of the show. It's on you. <laughs> <laughs> TJ Reeves live from Tampa Bay, Raymond James Stadium, the Bucks sideline reporter, a great contributor, great friend, uh, and uh, also has filled in for me uh, in, in the past. Appreciate TJ, and uh, he's working tonight, so appreciate him taking the time and uh, joining us with a live report from Tampa Bay. All right, Marco, you look at this game tonight with uh, with, with Philly and, and Tampa. It's really not a, a really – a pleasing to the eyes, especially since what we've seen from Philadelphia during the last six weeks. They've lost five of the last six. Tampa Bay doesn't get anybody excited. Yes, Tampa Bay has won four of their last five games, but look who they've done it against. I mean, they've had, you know, victories against non-playoff teams in the Saints, uh, Jacksonville, Atlanta, and Carolina twice. That final game of the regular season they, they need to win last week it was nine nothing that was it they failed to score a touchdown and uh thank you bevy bev our fine cocktail server uh here at the uh, the westgate uh so you know normal circumstances i think you and i would be all over the eagles and i think we've both been burned by the eagles especially in the last six weeks you mentioned they've had that killer killer schedule but even against the lowly Giants, they were outplayed from the beginning, you know, last week. Even though the Eagles technically didn't need to win the game, but they start, you know, brought their starters out and Hurts and everyone else played. And then finally they waved the white flag and they said, okay, forget this. But this is a team that is going backwards, unlike any other team in this postseason, in this position right now. Do you think that, uh, you know, this is a situation, okay, take a deep breath. Uh, it's playoff football. They're going to turn things around. I know I bought into that theory weeks ago, but it's hard to back a team that has lost five of the last six games, and they've lost to teams like the Giants, Arizona, and in in Seattle. You know, losing to those teams, non-playoff teams, this is a hard team to figure out right now. 
It definitely is, TC. And the Seattle game, remember, Seattle scored at the end of the game to win that. That that was a coin flip game going down the stretch. The two giant losses, yeah, they look bad on paper. There's no question about that. They had turnovers in the second meeting uh, when they – four turnovers, you know, the season finale. Well, the Arizona loss was inexcusable. The Arizona loss was was the bad loss there. Uh Uh-oh, we got a – turn of events here with the uh, Steeler game. Blocked punt, and, uh, or field goal, I should say. Uh, kept him, but I, We were about to go 24 nothing there. Uh, big turn there. But here's the thing with Philadelphia. And I don't want to use the cliche, oh, it's playoff time, you know, you turn the light switch on. But mentally, it is a reset button. Everybody starts zero and zero again, okay? So, you know, everybody has the same shot of winning. This is a spot where I think they show up tonight. Uh, the giant game, as I started to talk about before I got distracted by the, the blocked field goal there, is that's a division game. And we know that when you're out of the playoffs, you're playing a division rival, which Philadelphia and New York, because of the close proximity of the two teams in that division, that's a big game. And the Giants were playing for pride. And you're saying, well, Philadelphia was playing for the number one you know, seed. They had everything going their way, and they laid an egg. It is. But the team was decimated with injuries. They're still banged up, don't get me wrong. But I think you're going to see a better effort. I think Jalen Hurts will be able to move the football both with his arms and his legs. They caught a break, actually, I think, with that finger injury, playing in Tampa instead of playing in Philadelphia. I don't know if you've ever you know, had a broken bone or whatever. When you're in the cold, that affects your hand and your bones more. You know, growing up, you know, me living in Pittsburgh all the time, every ache and pain that you have is magnified by the cold weather. So he's catching a break with playing in Tampa instead of playing any place else that he could have where the weather was an issue this week. In Baker, until he gives us that win in the big game, it's been a good season for him, but I can't help looking past the Tampa Bay game last week against Carolina. I was on Tampa, and at no point did I feel good that I was going to cover that game. His numbers passing, 20 of 32. Oh, thumbs up, 115 yards. You had 20 completions, and you only had 115 yards. Dink and dunk. Dink and dunk's not going to get it done. Yeah. Not not tonight. Um, And this is one of those ones where we talk about in-game wagering. I think you're going to see immediately – that first two drives between Philly and Tampa, which Philadelphia team showing up tonight where you can jump in and maybe do some maneuvering in-game as well. But I do have, as I said, I'm on Philadelphia. I do have a safety net that I have an open teaser that closes tonight with Tampa. So I got a pretty nice window for a middle to fall in there. But I got more money on Philadelphia, and that's what I'm rooting for. You know, this is kind of a situation, but – like last night's game with the Rams and and the Lions, two teams that are pretty evenly matched. We have a three-point line in this game, very kind of similar to Houston and Cleveland, which we saw on on, on Saturday. But this is a, you got the visiting team that's the favorite. Okay, and I'll use the Cleveland example here, and it's like okay, that line is being set by early season Philadelphia or mid season Philadelphia, and it seems like bookmakers and even betters are disregarding the last six games 
because the Eagles are nowhere near that. And there's this level of just not only inconsistency, but there is some division, it seems like, between Nick Sirianni and some of the players. Um, Jalen Hurts and the offensive coordinator, and Jalen was pretty critical, which he usually doesn't speak up. But you look at his body language over the last you know few games, he's shaking his head like he doesn't get it. You know, it seems like he wants to, and he said this, he wants to come out and throw the ball short and more mid-range. And maybe he needs to do that because of now the injury. But it seems like, you know, everything has been downfield, downfield, downfield. And when they're not connecting on the downfield passes or the defense is taking that away, Philly has no option. Swift, as, as T.J. Reeves mentioned, and I watched, uh, you know, that game in week number three, the Eagles ran all over them. And that's when the Eagles are successful, is we can, when they can get that running game going. But they haven't done that. So I think that people are looking at the Eagles saying, okay, they're a three-point road favorite. Man, that should be easy money because they still have the mindset, this is that Eagles team. They are much better than their record has indicated over the last month and a half of the season. I'm trying to get over that myself because from a matchup standpoint, they are better on both sides of the ball than Tampa Bay. They are more explosive. They got the the better players on offense compared to Tampa. And as far as defensively, yes, they, they've had some problems. But they've given up chunks of yards and big points to very good offensive teams during that stretch that you mentioned. So it's kind of a hard game to handicap. And I don't know where, you know, it's either Philadelphia or nothing for me. You know, I'm on Philadelphia already on a teaser, and I know that you don't like crossing over, but, you know, to me in a game like this where you're getting four points, I feel pretty good about that, but I just don't have that confidence. Do you think that we should approach this the way that, you know, looking at the Chiefs, where the Chiefs were backsliding into the postseason, and it's like, okay, you know, here comes the calendar. It's flipped over to January. Chiefs going to kick it into gear. They're in the Super Bowl last year. Philadelphia was in the Super Bowl. This is where it gets going, but I, I, I'm just not sure. I agree with everything that you said except one statement that you made. You said the people are looking at this, and this game is valued like Philadelphia from earlier in the season and midseason. Week three – Philadelphia was a five-point favorite, and they come in here and took care of business and beat Tampa Bay soundly. So if you're, if you're going to say they're still treating it the same way, then Philly should have been five or more because they, that's what they were, and they outperformed the number the first time. So there has been a huge adjustment. That's the one thing I disagree with what you said. But the reference you made to Kansas City in – Kansas City was able to turn. There was a couple other things involved there. You had a warm weather team playing in Arctic conditions. Okay, that was a factor. But we have a, a phrase in horse racing where back class comes into play. Yeah. All right. Kansas City definitely has the back class and pedigree because of all of their playoff experience. You have to say the same thing about the Philadelphia Eagles because they went to the Super Bowl last year. So. This is different for Tampa. Yeah, they just won a Super Bowl a couple years ago, but Tom Brady ain't coming through the locker room door. It's Baker Mayfield, and that's my concern with Tampa. I think if Philadelphia, and I know so many coaches, when they win the coin toss to start the game, want to defer and have the ball in the second half. 
Dan Campbell didn't do that last night. Right. He give us the ball. Green Bay did the same thing to Dallas. Okay. Did the exact same thing. They wanted to get on the board first and make that statement. So, and I think that's what Philadelphia should do tonight if they yeah. win the toss. Yeah, and I'm with you again. The Tampa Bay offense uh, does. Uh, <laughs> Doesn't scare anybody, but that Eagle defense has been very, very leaky. Very leaky, even against the opponents we talked about, against the the Giants and the Cardinals. So that's the scary thing. We knew Kansas City, like I said, home field, had that defense to back, bank on. And more importantly, we're facing a Dolphins team that was sliding backwards. We're missing six starters. All right, we'll touch more upon that. Jay Cornegay is going to join us. Uh, nice sweatsuit and all. All right. We continue on here. It is a matinee Monday. We're sitting here with the Bills and the Steelers. They approach halftime. Buffalo leading 21-7. to So keep you updated on that game. And then we'll take a look at tonight's game more. And also the divisional round, which starts on Saturday. T.C. Martin, Marco D'Angelo live at the Westgate Las Vegas. Yes, our football home, our Friday home, and today our Monday home at the world-famous Superbook.